0: Welcome, everybody, to God Squad Church. My name is Boz. I'm the community care pastor here at God Squad Church. And whether you're listening live right now or maybe you're watching a VOD, maybe you're watching on YouTube or one of the many other platforms that we uh, hold our services and our sermons on, uh, we just want to welcome you guys for being here, and thank you so much for being here. And I have the privilege today to bring you guys the sermon. But before we get into the sermon, I wanted to make a, a little bit of an announcement and acknowledge something. Guys, today... Today is day 21 of our 21 days of prayer and fasting. As a church, if you guys didn't know, we've been going through 21 days of prayer and fasting. It's been an absolute blessing in my life. I hope that it's been a blessing in your life as well. It's uh, it, It's been really good for me. It's a way for me to get filled up again. It's a way for me to just get connected more to God and to be able to continue to move forward in those things. And so uh, if you guys have stayed with it, congratulations. We are almost there. And so... Let just, yeah, 21, day 21. It is is so, so good. And so we are there. We're there. Almost, guys. We're going to be celebrating breaking our fast tomorrow. But I did want to say one thing. I'm going to touch on this more later in the sermon as well. But I wanted to let you know, uh, hey, if you've been going through this, uh, these 21 days, as we go into breaking our fast tomorrow, right, I'm going to be eating tomorrow before five o'clock at night, you know, <laughs> so praise God, I'm going to be doing more than just one meal a day, or maybe you've been fasting social media or screen time or whatever it is that you've been fasting. Um, I'm not saying to continue fasting, but what I would say is this, fasting is a really great time in our life to get connected more to God, but you have to continually be doing it every single day. It's not just 21 days that you've been praying. It's not just 21 days of being in God's word and then you're good for the rest of the year or the next time that you decide to go into a time of fasting. We need to be doing it every day. So if you've created a new routine for yourself where you've been spending time with God, what I would would ask you guys to do and encourage you to do, continue doing that. Continue using that routine. You might have to change it up a little bit or whatever it might look like, but continue doing that routine, staying more and more connected with God. So continue on that. I encourage you guys to do that, but we are there, guys. We're almost at the end, just a little bit longer, and then we'll be celebrating breaking our fasting tomorrow morning, and which uh, which is absolutely awesome. But Now we can jump into the sermon a little bit, and I'm gonna. I want to. I want to tell you guys there are a lot of video games in 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 your life that you've probably played. I know that I have in my life where you need assistance. Now we can talk about multiplayer multiplayer games where you talk about maybe playing Fort. Well, Fortnite is more of a single player type of. It's it's a first person. Maybe Fortnite is not the best example, but thinking of like Call of Duty overwatch and things like that where you need league of legends i saw people talking about league of legends i know solux is a big league of legends fan she was saying hey i played so i played league of legends with people yesterday which is absolutely amazing you need other people on your team with other abilities to be able to do things but going even farther than multiplayer games single players actually have this as well single player games one of the first games that came to my mind when I was thinking about this, of needing assistance. If you guys remember, maybe you're a little bit of an old-school gamer. Even the newer ones have it, but I'm going back to the SNES days, okay? One of the greatest consoles of all time, the SNES, the Super Nintendo. Donkey Kong Country 1, 2, and 3. All three of those games. You needed... An assistant, essentially, in that game. To be able to do specific things. You could get through it by yourself without the assistant, if you will. But it was really difficult to do so. In the first one, you had Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong. Both of them with their special abilities, right? Diddy Kong was a little bit lighter than Donkey Kong. They both had their kind of their interesting abilities about them. In The second one was Diddy Kong and Dixie Kong. Diddy Kong essentially did the same exact thing, but Dixie Kong has some hair, so she can glide around like a helicopter. I don't don't know why. It's always with hair. If you have hair in video games, you're like a helicopter. It didn't make sense, but you can kind of glide around with her a little bit because her hair would spin around in circles. I can never make my hair spin. My hair is not long enough to spin, but that's okay. We'll We'll get past that. And then finally, you get to the third one. You have Dixie Kong again, and you have Baby Kong. Baby Kong is a little bit heavier. He can roll. He can break things and stuff like that. little bit different but there was assistance in those games and then we could talk about my favorite games of all time the legend of Zelda and the many, many, many assistants that you had in that game. And I'm sure most of you are thinking of one right now. It's the first one I'll talk about. I know, okay, Navi, right? We have the memes of listen in your ears constantly. As a child, you probably had nightmares of Navi going off in your ears if you played that game at all because all the time, Navi would be talking to you, trying to get your attention for one thing or another. Every time that you clicked on something, navi was right there to help you but other assistants in those in those games are tattle from majora's mask you have the king of red lions from wind waker you have ezlo from the minish cap you have minna twilight princess you got Ciella, which is from the phantom hourglass i think it was and then of course of course you have the ever loved but most annoying some people might fight me on this because a lot of people said that navi was annoying but I believe that this is the most annoying helper of all time, Fee. Fee would tell you, Fee was Captain Obvious. Fee, you could be standing in front of a volcano that's erupting and Fee comes out of the sword and she says, it's hot here. No kidding. Like (laughs) Fee was Captain Obvious and she would always tell you the most obvious thing that was sitting right in front of you. But one thing that these assistants did do is if you got stuck in the game, generally they would give you some sort of hint or some sort of tip to be able to move forward in the dungeon or maybe where you're at in the world. Another thing that they would do, they'd help you with enemies, tell you their weaknesses maybe. And so it was an assistance. You needed those assistants to be able to get through the game a lot of the times. And as humans, I think that we need... Uh, we we need help in our lives as well as we go through this this game of life right it's really difficult but many times as humans we're stubborn i know that i'm stubborn as well and we try to do things on our own i know that countless times I've tried to do things on my own, whether it's trying to fix something, build something. You have the ever stereotype that men don't like to ask for directions. They know where they're going, right? I don't know where I'm going ever. And I asked for directions at a gas station one time because I got lost. Like, it's okay to ask for directions. It's okay to receive help from other people. Even to get through a difficult portion of a video game, this is something that I have trouble with. I don't want backseat gamers. I don't want a manual in front of me. I don't want the guide, right? I want to be able to do it by myself without the help of other people. So when people come into my stream and they're like, hey, you didn't know you could do this? I I didn't want to know that I could do that. I'll figure it out on my own when I get there. <laughs> like that's the way that I am when I play a video game. But even more so, a lot of times we do this from a spiritual perspective as well. We try to do life alone. And maybe you're in a position where you've been trying to do life alone currently right now in your life. But we need so much more than just ourselves to be able to go through life. And so, so today we're, we're going to be spe- specifically looking at our need for Jesus and then what we expect from him. And that's the title of the sermon is What Do You Expect? What do you expect? So to review what's kind of going on here, we've been going through a series in Luke for the past few months. And so last week, Pastor A.J. Valdez preached a wonderful sermon, by the way. If you have not watched it, I would would, uh, recommend you watching it. But last week, we talked about how Jesus spent all night in prayer. He spent all night in prayer, and then he takes his 12 disciples and he asks them to come over to him. Now, I want to emphasize something, and like I said, Pastor AJ did a wonderful job preaching, and he emphasized this as well. Spend time with God. You need to spend time in prayer. So many times people will ask me, well— I need to get more connected with God. How do I do that? How do I feel more? You need to spend time with God. You will, you will be more connected. You'll be more fulfilled. You will fall more in love with him if you are spending time in his word and praying. You will feel so fulfilled if you're doing those things, and you won't be fulfilled by anything else. You can look for fulfillment in video games, reading books, watching Netflix, watching Amazon Prime or Disney Plus, whatever it might be, you will not feel fulfilled by those things. You will only feel fulfilled when you are in a deep, loving relationship with God. So first, we're going to talk about this, and you're going to understand what I'm going to say in just a second. We're, we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but we're going to be talking about us that we are the branch and like i said you'll understand the branch in a little bit we'll get into that but we're going to be talking about us specifically first and so let me read for you guys it comes from luke chapter 6 verses 17 through 19 and it says this after coming down to them he stood on a level place with a large crowd of his disciples and a great number of people from all judea and jerusalem And from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, they came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And those tormented by unclean spirits were made well. The whole crowd was trying to touch him because power was coming out from him and healing them all. Not just healing some, not healing a few, not healing most, healing them all. We see in verse 17 that people are coming from all over. If you look at a map of this area where these people are coming from, you got Tyre and Sidon kind of in the north of where Jesus is about to be preaching from. And then you got Jerusalem in the area of Judea that's under there. These people are traveling hundreds of miles to see this man named Jesus. They've never seen him before, but they've heard something about him. They've heard that he speaks differently than the Pharisees and the rabbis that they have where they're at, that he does something a little bit different, that he's doing miracles. So they start thinking, is this this a prophet? And even some people start saying, this might even be the Messiah that we've been waiting for for thousands of years, might even be that. And so they hear about it. They hear about the miracles, they hear about the way he speaks, and they say, I am going there. And so it says that people came to hear him, to be healed, to be made well, for demons to be driven out of people. And then the whole crowd was trying to touch him because of power that he had and the power that he still has today. Even if people, people would even just be healed if they touched his garment. Thinking of the woman, the the woman that touched his garment who was bleeding for 12 years, right? If I even just touch his garment, that the
1: power of Jesus could heal me.
0: These people needed Jesus. But sometimes I wonder in our lives today. I wonder how much we actually realize how much we need Jesus. Think about your life for a moment. Do you try to do things on your own? Something that drives my wife absolutely insane is I try to fix things. It drives her up a wall. I will say that right now. And specifically, with her health. My wife if you know, she has a lot of health issues. I won't go into that right now, but I try to fix things. It's good for me to take care of her. It's good for me to to do things for her if she needs them. But I legit try to find the solutions. I I try to find how can I do this to make things work better? How can I heal my wife essentially? How can I fix this? And it drives her insane sometimes. But eventually, I get to this point where I I realize that only Jesus can heal her, that only Jesus has the solution for this. I can't do anything in and of my own power. I've been put here, yes, to, to love her as her husband. I can take care of her. I can do these things for her, but I, in my own power, I cannot heal her, and it frustrates me sometimes. Because I want it in my time. I want it in my, in my moment so that we can just have something a little bit better. And you can probably relate to, to this as well. This goes for any situation that you might be going through in your life. An addiction that you've been going through a sin that you have in your life and you've been entangled in it and you're trying to get out of it but you're just not too sure so in your own power you're trying so hard i can break this addiction just me just by myself i know that i can do it so then then if i'm able to break it then i can do this then i can serve then i can help other people because i was able to get through it but it has nothing to do with you maybe you're struggling with your families right now with relationships maybe your marriage is struggling maybe your finances are struggling whatever it May be the answers lie in Jesus and Jesus alone, and that is it. There is nothing that you can do by yourself without Him, without His power to be able to help you find a solution to whatever it is that you're going through right now. And I promise you that you won't have fulfillment. You might be able to get through a situation to an extent, but you won't be able to get through it with fulfillment. He is the only one that can come in and change things for you to help you be able to get through whatever it is that you're going through. But even more so than that in our lives, we need Jesus to be in our lives so that we can produce good fruit. I'm thinking of the fruits of the Spirit, right? Right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness, and self control. If I had the time today, I would teach you guys a song so you could all memorize the fruits of the spirit. All right. I learned the fruits of the spirit through a song. It was a youth song. It was one of those things that was kind of silly. I'll teach it to you guys on the reconnect one day. The fruits of the spirit remind me. Okay. Remind me on the reconnect. I'll teach you guys. But thinking about the fruits of the spirit to be able to, in order to be able to produce good fruit, we need to be connected. Like I said, we are the branches. We're the branch. We need to be connect- connected to the source, right? We need to be connected to the vine. I want to read for you guys, John chapter 15, verse 5. And Jesus has all these moments where if you read through the book of John, he says, I am. There's multiple moments. I am this. I am that. Using those two words is a very big thing anyways, saying I am. But John chapter 15, verse 5 says this, I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. A branch by itself cannot produce any fruit a branch by itself from a tree it can't do anything if i went out to a tree and i snapped the branch off it's not going to be able to it's not going to be able to grow buds in the spring it's not going to be able to have leaves during the fall it's not going to be able to f- or have leaves during the during the summer it's not going to be able to flower it's not going to be able to do what it needs to do or talking about the vine right the branches will not be able to produce any fruit if they're not connected to the source of it all Jesus being the source for us. We cannot do anything without God. Every little part of your life, the ability for you to do anything, it's been given to you by God. Whether whether it's you woke up this morning. Whether it's you taking a breath of air right now, being able to speak, being able to feel things, being able to see, hear, smell, anything that you can do, just walking down your hallway is given to you by the ability of God giving that to you. The power that God has, you can do nothing without Him. But my question for you right now is what are you producing? in your life today, in all aspects of your life? Are you producing healthy fruit? Are you, are you going into discords or your job or your school and you're reflecting the love of God onto other people at all times? Are you encouraging and building up, uh, making sure that you're not tearing down other people with the way that you speak, having patience, right? A lot of people they say, well, I I just I just don't have patience in my life. I just, well, maybe you should take a look at the fruits of the spirit. Cause one of the fruits of the spirit, people that say they don't have patience, it's because they are not connected truly to the vine. Listen, patience is a very difficult thing. Patience is really, really, really hard. And I understand that. You can have people that get on your nerves. You can get into a traffic jam. But the fact of the matter is if you don't believe that you can have patience in your life, then you don't understand the true nature of who Jesus Christ is. Because when you are connected to him, he can give you the power to have love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness, and self-control. He can do those things for you. He can help you with all those things because you're connected to him. He wants you to be producing good fruit. And like I said, showing love to others at all times, no matter who they are. It could be somebody, like I said, that gets on your nerves. It could be somebody that you have a really difficult time with at times. It could be somebody that has been coming at you over and over and over, yet you still show them love. You're hungering after it. You're thirsting after the fact that you want to Do good things and produce good fruit. That's what it's like to be connected to God, that you want to do good things. But then we can go to the other side of it. Maybe you're producing rotten fruit. Bitterness, envy, strife, fighting, hatred, sarcasm, tearing people down, being impatient with people. And like I said before, this question isn't just what are you showing in some aspects of your life, in all aspects of your life. Well, I'm in church right now, so I'm going to show the good fruits. But when I'm with my friends later, I have a different kind of fruit that comes out. When we are truly connected to Jesus Christ, producing good fruit comes in every aspect, no matter where you're at, no matter who you're with. It doesn't matter who you're around because some people, they're around some more spiritual people, and so they'll, they'll say that they're producing good fruit, and they'll only produce good fruit around them, but when they're with their friends, they know that they produce rotten fruit. I want you guys to know that being connected to the vine, man, you're gonna, like I said before, you're in a hunger and thirst for more of Jesus, and you're going to want to do those things. And you're going to know when you produce something that's rotten, you know that you've done something wrong and you're going to want to make things right. You're going to want to do those good things. And so to produce healthy fruit, we have to be connected to divine. vine. We have to be connected to Jesus. And I know this might be a Sunday school answer, okay? But I'm going to emphasize this. And I think Pastor Daylight said it the best probably about a month or two ago. He was preaching and he said this. I could probably solve 90% of your problems if you would just pray and read your Bible. Just pray and read your Bible. That's how you get connected with God more. Fellowshiping with other people, with other Christians that can help build you up, that can encourage you, asking questions, getting better in your relationship with God comes through reading. Listen, this is— This is the most important thing. One of the most important things that you can do. Read and pray. It is so important for you to pick up your Bible every day and open up and read it. It is so important. And if you love God, you're going to want to read his word. You're going to hunger after him. You're going to want him more. Connecting with him praying on a daily basis, spending time in his presence every single day. And if you do these two things, you're going to start to see a transformation in your life like you've never seen before. I promise you that when you are spending time with God, you will start to see transformation in your life. And like I said, I was talking about the 21 days of prayer and fasting that we've been going through lately. And I hope that you've kept with it. I really do. And I hope, once again, that it's been a blessing into your life like it has been in mine. If you've stayed with it and you've been intentionally spending more time in prayer and more time in God's word, you are feeling closer to God. There's no doubt. There's no question there. If you are intentionally spending more time with God, you are going to feel closer to him. This goes for any relationship in your life, right? If I only talk to my wife for five minutes every single day, my relationship with my wife would be pretty awful. It would not be a good relationship because I've only been spending time with her five minutes every day. It's the same with God. We need to be intentionally spending time with him, reading his word, praying, talking to him, listening to him, being in his presence. And so after this 21 days of prayer and fasting, don't just stop. Don't just stop there. Continually being in his presence every single day. I'm not saying you have to continue fasting. I'm not saying you can't be on social media if you've been fasting. That I'm not saying you can't eat if you've been you know, fasting food. But what I am saying is every day, spend time with God. Make it a priority in your life. It has to be in there. A lot of people say, well, 24 hours is just not enough time in a day. And I get it. I don't have a lot of time in the day either to be able to do things. But I make sure that there's a priority for me to spend time with my Savior, to spend time with the God who sent his son to die for me. There has to be priority for that. And I know that it will transform my life. It's not just the 21 days that's important. It's important every day of your life to be connected to him. Being connected to God daily, it will give you the most abundant life that you could ever have. And that leads me to my last point. When you are spending time with God, what is your expectation? I think that the verses that we read in Luke earlier... it's it's really interesting. Jesus has this session, right, where he prays all night long. Then he calls his disciples over, and then he goes down to a plane. And when Jesus arrives, there are thousands of people who have been waiting for Jesus. Thousands of people expecting to hear a great word from him, expecting healing, expecting demons to flee. Expecting to just touch him and maybe be healed. But then verse 20 comes, and it strikes me the most. Luke chapter 6, verse 20. Just going to read part of it. And it says, then looking up at his disciples.
1: Then looking up at his disciples.
0: There's thousands of people surrounding Jesus, trying to touch him, trying to hear from him. And he looks
1: up at his disciples. You see, the disciples are the people that left everything behind.
0: They left their family behind. They left their jobs behind, friends, belongings, their home. They left everything. And yes, that, that even includes Judas Iscariot, right? The one that we label as the betrayer. Every single one of them left everything behind.
1: The point here
0: is that these disciples, they were all in. They were all in on Jesus. And so my question for you today is, what are you expecting from Jesus? The crowd came and like I said they were they were expecting great things from him. And 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 they're even starting to believe in this person. But they weren't quite fully bought in quite yet. They see the miracles happening, they want the healing, they want this, they want to hear a good word, but they weren't quite bought in on this yet. Maybe he's a prophet, maybe he's the Messiah, but I just don't but the disciples they were all in. On Jesus, So he looks at his disciples and he starts talking about some hard truths, right? He starts talking about some things that he's going to go forward with in Luke chapter 6. And here's the thing. When he was talking, others probably listened. But the point is this. What do you expect from Jesus? Are you expecting a good word? Are you expecting a a good feeling so that after you leave church, you feel good for a little while? Maybe you're expecting even healing in your life. Listen, Jesus, God is a good God, okay? He can heal you. He can heal you from any disease that you have. He can heal you from depression. He can heal you from anxiety. He can take things out of your life. He can bring things into your life. He is a good father and he loves you so much more than you could ever imagine. And he wants the best for you. But maybe that's all you're looking for. Is that healing? Or are you all in and expecting Jesus to do a transformation in your life? Even when you don't get what you want, even when that person that you've been praying for doesn't get healed, that even the anxiety and depression that you have in your life, even if that isn't taken away to the extent that you want it taken away, Even when your finances don't look good and you don't know how you're going to get through this month. Are you still all in or are you just looking for that healing? Listen, a lot of my life, I've looked at the prayers in my life and I look at what they surrounded. Listen, I've been praying for my wife to be healed for over 10 years now, okay? 10 years, over 10 years, a decade worth of just praying every single day asking God to do something. And he has been gradually been healing her. But to be completely honest, I'm still looking for just a little bit more. But I realized at one point in my life, that was what all of my prayers surrounded. And there was nothing else in there. I wasn't looking necessarily to grow in my relationship with God. I was looking for God to do something for me. That if he heals her, then we could do so much more. If if he heals her, then I could do so much more in my life too. We could do great things for you, God. But God has put us in this position right now because he knows that we can do great things in the position that we've been put in. And then when something does happen, when he does come through, that even greater things will be able to happen because God is working through us. And that's the same for your situation as well. We need to be all in, expecting, even when the times are hard, even when the trials are difficult, that every single day and night, when the pain is there, that you're still leaning on him no matter what. We need to be leaning on Jesus Christ, the vine, every single day of our life. And so my challenge for you is this. I want you to reflect on your life as of late. Even close your eyes for a moment. I want to ask you a few questions before we close here. We're going to take a deeper look into situations that you go through. So just close your eyes for a moment and really answer these things for yourself. How do you handle things? In every aspect of your life. When you're in our discord. When you're at your job, when you're in school, when you're with your family, when you're with your friends, how do you handle things? Just in general. The second question is, what are you looking to get out of church? What are you looking to get out of your small groups, the XP groups that we have here at God Squad Church? What are you looking to get out of them? Are you looking to grow? Are you looking to be all in with God? Are you looking to continue in your relationship with him? Are you looking to... Just have fun, be with some people, have a good time. Those are great, don't get me wrong. I'm all about experiencing community, okay? (laughs) I love it (laughs) and I love people. But there's so much more to it than just that. It's so much more to it than just having a good feeling. What are you looking to get out of when you serve God? Are you looking for popularity? Are you looking for people to look at you? See how holy you are, maybe? Are you looking for life change to be happening in other people? Where are you truly in your relationship with Jesus right now? Do you feel like you've been close to him? The final question that I would have you ask yourself is, am I all in? Are you actually all in? I feel God right now telling me to There's there's people probably here right now who have accepted Jesus Christ into their life but they haven't been quite all in. maybe you haven't been all in for the entire time, or maybe you haven't been all in for a little while and you've kind of strayed from the path. I want to tell you that you have an opportunity right now to change that. To see, to to talk to Jesus and to say, I am making a firm commitment right now that I'm going to be all in that right now, my heart, is going to change, and I am going to make sure that my life is being geared towards you, that my eyes will not be on these distractions, but my eyes will be set upon you. Then there's other people right now that you've never come to know Jesus Christ. You've never known him. Maybe this is your first time hearing about him, and listen, I want to tell you, Jesus loves you more than you could ever imagine. He died for you on the cross and he rose from the dead so that one day, if you accept him into your life, his hand is held out so that you can be saved from all of the things that you've done. The guilt, the shame, the things that you carry around on a daily basis. Jesus died on the cross and took those things upon himself already so that you can look to him and say, Lord, I need salvation from you and I'm committing my life to you. And when you do that, man, Jesus will enter in and you'll start seeing transformation in your life like you've never seen before. Like I said, being all in. Sometimes I say the, you know, a prayer with you guys to lead you in that, but I don't think we're going to do that today. I feel like you just need to take a moment, be in the presence of God and tell him that you are all in, that you are committing your life to him. That every aspect of your life, you want to produce good fruit. That every aspect of your life, you want to make sure that other people know that you are something different because you have a light shining from you that is reflecting off of Jesus Christ. You have that opportunity. And listen, we're going to have people staff pastors that are gonna be in the discord after service. And if you're looking for a little bit more guidance in that you have questions, we're gonna be in there after, after church being in the discord to be able to answer questions that you might have, or maybe you're looking for guidance in that. Maybe you're looking for guidance and rededicating your life, or maybe you're looking for guidance for just to accept Jesus Christ for the first time. But I'm telling you, it's a gift that he's allowing you to have even in this moment to be all in on Jesus. It's a journey. It's not just a one-time thing. It's a journey where you accept him and then you continue moving forward. It's not easy. I'm not gonna say that it's the easiest life ever, but I will say this. You will never, ever be fulfilled in your life if you're not all in on Jesus. If you are all in, you will be fulfilled. I promise you that. Let me pray for you guys. God, I thank you. I thank you for your love. I did not deserve, like I said before, I did not deserve for your son, Jesus, to die on a cross for me. I did not deserve for you to send him for me. There's nothing that I've done that's deserving of that. But God, I wanted to thank you for doing it anyways for loving me because we're your children. We're we're your creation. And I pray right now that all of us right now that are listening, I pray that you would resonate inside of our hearts. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just so deep inside of us that there would be motivation and encouragement to help us th- get through these things in life, but to make sure that we're doing it with you. We have no ability to do anything without you, God. None. And so I ask right now, Father, give us life. And help us to be a light unto others. And I pray that we would be all in on you. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray.
2: Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Can we get some amens in the chat for Pastor A Powerful, powerful message. Amen, amen, amen. Are you all in today? That's the question you ask yourself. You got to be all in. Amen. I, I believe God wants to do so much in your life. That was such a powerful message. It's spoken so many ways to me. If you're all in, just type type all in. I'm all in, I'm all in. And and mean it today, mean it today. Once again, Pastor Bob's powerful, powerful message. Thank you so much. Um, Also, if it's your first time here, we'd love to connect with you. We'd love to know how we can serve you. Maybe you're here, or maybe you're coming back. Maybe you want to to rededicate your life to the Lord. You type in an estimation point, connect in the chat, and just type it in there, and you can fill that form out. With as much information you feel comfortable, we'd love to know how we can serve you, how we can pray for you. Or maybe, um, you know, you want to know the next steps um, on your journey with the Lord. Pull that out and we and we, we, we will get to you and, and help you. And we want to grow with you. We want to do this walk. This this, this is never meant to be done alone. We do this together. We're, we're, we're a church um, and we're a great community here and we do this together. So pull that out. And also, all this is made possible. All this that we do here on Twitch, uh, that we do out through, through, through the week on Discord, is all made possible by your generosity. Those that call God Squad Church your church they continue to give, I want to just encourage you, if that's you, you know, this is an act of worship. This is what we do. We come and we bring our tide to the storehouse. In Matthew 6, 9, it says, or six nineteen, it says this, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and vermin destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourself treasure in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy, where thieves do not break in and are still. And this last part is the key right here. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And our treasure is nothing in this earthly stuff, earthly world can offer, but it's in Jesus. Are you with me? And we know that everything that we've been given, we've been given. It's been a gift, and we are able to give back to the Lord. And that's you today. You say, you know, I'm going to continue to 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 believe with you, to, to stand with God Squad Church, here and continue to give. I want to encourage you. That's you. There's many ways, safe and secure ways to give. You can type sh point give in chat, and you get some details there on how to give. You can also. Click the link below in the panels below. And it'll take you to the PayPal. You can give to PayPal. You can give to on our website, at godsquadchurch.com. Or if you reside in the United States, you can text any amount to 84321.
1: 84321-